You're gonna feel the power It's gonna turn it on Interpret your dreams Just wait and see The dream company The dream company The dream company The dream company Hello everyone and welcome to The Dream Company. This is episode 36. Okay, Natish, take it away. Okay. That I was in your house, in daddy's house, and then my mother, she came and said, Oh, put on your clothes, you're going to the, you're going in a plane. We are going like in a bus, and you're coming back, you're coming in a plane. I don't know where we went, we teleported there. And we are coming where back. Where was there? I don't know where. Okay. When we are coming back, we came in an aeroplane to we your house. To back to my house. Yes. Okay, when was this dream? I think it was two weeks ago myself. You've forgotten a lot of details. But the essential thing is you left here from my house and you kind of teletransported there and you came back by plane. Well, what's going to happen? Uh, where are you going now? What's, what's happening I'm in your life? I'm going to Andhra, Andhra Pradesh. Okay, right. We are going in a AC bus and we are coming back in a plane. Ah, okay. Have you ever flown in a plane? You think it's uh, it's it's for telling the future. Yes. Uh, would people agree with me? Yeah, yeah, because we didn't know that he's going there like on, until like yesterday. Or yesterday, yeah. right? Yesterday, the possibility of he's never he's never flown in a plane before. He's very excited about he's flying in a plane. He's talked about it a lot. We live, we see airport planes often. And so he's been waiting for this to fly a plane. It looked like it was going to be when he was a man or something. And all of a sudden yesterday, his mother said, Oh, wow, we're going to Andhra Pradesh for a couple of days. And we're going to ride a, a sleeper, AC sleeper bus there. And we're going to fly back. And it came as a surprise. Now, a lot of times, as we've shown, when you have prevision dreams, it's the next day. It was very, you know, uh, this was, was a couple of weeks away. Myself, I think it has something to do with the significance of the events, the big thing in his life. And we could probably find it in other dreams, too. We don't know his dreams from last night. He just woke up. He went to a late movie. And so we haven't gone over his dreams. We can probably find it. Now, if he were to remember details of the dream that he described, we could probably match those details with the experience he's about to have. But we've lost those details. Anyway, it's a good example of prevision and a little bit of a delayed prevision, a couple of weeks. Matun, um, now you will go next. Okay, so I was in this restaurant with a friend of mine who's a vegan and uh, I've always had something for her, like <laughs> a thing. Uh, so in a way I was like, even in the waking life that time, like last week I was asking, you know, if I should tell her that I like her. <laughs> I mean, I was asking my, you know, so anyway, so I, as a result of that, probably I had this dream. So I was in this restaurant with her and uh, she's vegan. So she was having only vegan meal. And I was also having the same thing, except that there was fish with me. There was a fried fish, which I usually like. And then I was going to eat. And then suddenly I realized that since she's a vegan, I, I turned and looked at her eyes and she was okay with me having fish at that moment but I sensed that there's something some discomfort in her self so I felt that maybe I should not eat fish in front of her so I just put the fish aside and then the fish disappeared and what we had was just the same dish I was eating the same thing that she was eating 
and then she asked me like she said she will pay for it and she i told her no no, no i will pay for it like you know it's my or i don't know it was, it's, it's my it's, treat yeah, it's my treat something like something i had to do in other words i have to like sacrifice that you know like okay. i'll pay for it okay that's it okay was there something about taking her with you or ah yeah yeah that's her <laughs> thank you ah yeah that's right Yeah, we were supposed to go to Chennai together in the dream somewhere. I don't remember the whole thing. I forgot. It's been a week. So I was supposed to go to Chennai with her in the dream. And then I even took the bus. And as I was on the way to Chennai, suddenly I realized that she was not there. She was coming with me and then suddenly she was not there. And then I was on my journey and then, yeah, the dream ended. Okay. All right. All right. Now we've talked about this dream at length. Mm-hmm. And what can you tell us about it? Uh, well, the fish pot was uh, certainly the thing that I had for her, like like something odd, like, you know, like something, I don't, I don't know how to put it. Like. No, it's difficult to put. Fish yeah. is, a, is a very potent symbol, mm-hmm. but it means things that have not manifested yet. Mm-hmm. They're still in fish form. They're still under the water. They haven't turned into the things they're going to be. And those things may be feelings, ideas, not just, not just physical things. They're, it's still in fish form. When it's fried fish... Right. It's interesting, the type of fish and the way the fish is prepared. Fried fish is like something like really vital, right? Mm. It's fried. And it has more of that fishiness to it. And it's more pertinent to what you're interpreting the fish to mean, which are your feelings for this girl. Mm. And it was like fried fish. Mm. But you noticed you didn't want to make her feel uncomfortable And so you put your feelings aside. You did yeah. not declare anything to yeah. her about your crush that you had on her. And it ended up that you didn't take her to tonight. Can you explain that? There was something you were supposed to do. What was it? Yeah, she sent me some link to something that she wrote. And she asked me if I can read if I wanted to. Like I told her, yeah, I would love to. And then she sent me the link to it. And then uh, after that, I read that and I was supposed, to, I told her I, I will read it when I'm on the way to Chennai right. in the bus because I was not having time, but it turned out that I had some time. So I just went back to the link and read it beforehand so that I didn't have to read it on the way back to Chennai. So, so you didn't take me, her to yeah, Chennai? Yeah, I didn't take her to Chennai. Okay. Now, th- this is a, a very important thing to recognize about dreams. She gave him a link to her writing and he was going to be reading it on the bus to Chennai Basically, that would be taking her to Chennai. I mean, that's why how the dream symbolized it. But he read it before, so he didn't take her to Chennai with him. And it's a very clear symbol, but sometimes we don't understand that. I remember one time there was a family I was really trying to communicate with. And um, I gave them a poem. And I had a dream of them, of being on their living room, in their living room on the sofa, talking to them. And I thought that was going to materialize. It didn't. What the dream was showing is that they were reading my poem. And it, mm. it was as though I had gone to their inside their yeah. house. Right? And that's how dreams show things. And that's what's happening in your yeah. dream. Now, we've discussed for, since we've been beginning the podcast, of your practice of Brahmachari. <laughs> and, <laughs> Which I don't uh, <laughs> and, and we last podcast, uh, it hasn't been um, posted yet. But we talked about a dream where you were shown that the part of you, the very part of you that is being very strict about the brahmachari, in secret, 
mm. is is trying to you know bring girls into the picture and have relationship mm. romantic relationship with girls yeah. and, and things like that and so here it is again in your dream it's coming up uh now you know we've talked about this since you were like 13 remember yeah. And almost 10 years <laughs> right you were wanting to become brahmachari when you were that age and I, I advised against it I said no 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 let this come from the mm -hmm. inside let your let your soul tell you <laughs> because you're young and you don't want to damn this river you know it will just explode sometime when you're older but you know we've seen in so many dreams and visions that you have that yes your inner is calling you to be brahmachari and recently however though you're going more towards not being brahmachari <laughs> and your dreams have been showing this right yeah. and has been trying to guide you in maintaining the brahmachari status where are you at with that right now i'm not talking about being brahmachari i'm okay. talking about your attitude in relation to being brahmachari um, especially you? after the dream that i had then i've been like maybe it's time that i have to give up you know especially after the dream of me putting the fish aside you know i right. thought it was a clear indication so currently i'm working on it be, be maintaining the attitude yeah, yeah, of practicing yeah, brahmachari yeah, yeah. that's what i wanted yeah. to know uh, because there's a fifth columnist yeah. <laughs> inside of you and that's working for the very opposite to mm -hmm. fulfill this very natural tendency that mm -hmm. especially a young man or a young woman but i would say in most instances the young man's drive is a little stronger than the young woman's to uh well, pro not just procreate, but you know what I mean. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> have uh, romantic sexual encounters with female uh, other animals out there. <laughs> species. <laughs> and, yes, yes, the species. <laughs> so, you know, and our yoga asks for brahmachari. And wow, that's a big thing to ask. And it doesn't ask for moral reasons. Mm -hmm. And in your practice, you've been doing a very intense kind of pranayama, a kriya yoga, and when you're having any kind of sexual contact, even with yourself, it makes that a little bit more dangerous, mm -hmm. right? Okay, well, thank you. Um, that's a, you know, <laughs> that's quite a dream. And yes, it was showing you you have to get rid of that fish, mm -hmm. that fried At least fish. in this girl's. Huh? <laughs> At least with this girl, you know. Yeah, well, no, you've had many dreams showing you that you were supposed to be mm -hmm. around women. You even had a dream, we've talked about it before, yeah, where yeah. you were naked with a girl. Both of you were naked in bed, except you were not having sex. Mm, not even having feelings, actually. There was right. not nothing. There was just genuine, like, child-to-child -child play, something right, like right. that. And, and uh, it was showing you to integrate this romantic sexual attraction you have to women, not put them away from you. And, you know, you are a person that women seem to really like. Mm. Uh, which is the exception you're you're the sensitive type right but women just young women your age well, even older women really like you you could run amok mm. <laughs> but you're maintaining yourself and that's another thing that you know women may like about you but you're having a few relationships you know intimate relationships and and you know so far you've been able to maintain the brahmacharya and your inner is guiding you on how to do that specifically with the specific women themselves mm -hmm. and that's really amazing yeah. i mean really amazing yeah. mm -hmm. okay well i have a dream that is showing that is guiding my creativity well actually showing the process of my creativity as you as i've spoken i, I write poetry and i posted on our blog harms in and i was writing a poem called the poem of the benediction and during the course of the night i had a dream and I was writing the poem during the course of the night because I write from inner vision, 
And so I'm in a kind of a light trance or even a deep trance. And so nighttime when I'm in bed is a lot of, is usually the time I'm writing poems. And so this poem was going on all night. And I had the following dream. I was working at a high-rise condominium for very rich people that I worked at in Houston, Texas. And um, it's a really ritzy place. And in my dream, it's always been associated with high society, uh, or I should say high culture, uh, not the partying kind of society. It's always been associated with high culture. And I was substituting. I wasn't working there. And I was a concierge when I was there. Well, I started out as a doorman valet and then went to concierge. And I was just filling in for someone. And I left my post and I went to a uh, kind of like a factory place. And I don't remember the details of the first leaving my post. And then I noticed when I was working that I didn't have the concierge uniform on specifically. I mean, I had on shorts. And I had on a t-shirt, but they were really dress kind of shorts and a dress t-shirt. It wasn't really casual wear. And they were very clean that I noticed, but I wasn't wearing the suit and tie that concierge wear and jacket. And uh, so I left a second time. And I remember the details of leaving the my post a second time. And I went to this factory and uh, I went into the office and it was just bare concrete walls. And there wasn't a desk or anything else. It was very, like, I don't know what kind of factory it was, but they made things. And But it was very bare. And on the, I had two pieces of trash, uh, two pieces of paper, and I wanted to throw them away. And there wasn't a, even a trash can. There was just a clear plastic uh, garbage bag just on the floor. And I picked it up and I put my two pieces of paper in it. And then I realized, oh, my goodness, I have left my post, you know, and I need to go back and, you know, go before I get in trouble because there's no one manning the concierge desk. And when I came out, there was the general manager, Mr. Hendricks. Mr. Hendricks was a very, uh, he had been, well, he, he was very strict. He had been um, naval intelligence in Vietnam. And wow, this guy was on top of things. <laughs> on top of things. He was not a pleasant person, but he was never abusive or anything like that. He just was really strict and had a very unfriendly manner. And I was walking with him towards the car. And I decided not to speak with him because I, in the dream, suddenly all of these uh, meetings with him had become part of the dream, even though I hadn't had them uh, during the dream. And I had really been bending his ear a lot. And I decided just not to say anything. I was just going to go back to my post and as I was walking, he was looking at me, and I did not have on the jacket and tie, and he wasn't happy about that. And so I looked at myself, but I did have on a white shirt, and it was a nice white shirt, but it wasn't the didn't have the tie, and I didn't have the jacket on. And so I started to explain to him, well, you know, I'm going to get the, you know, I'll, I'll get the uniform squared away and stuff. And the dream kind of trails off as I'm going to get to the car, and we kind of part ways. Now, the dream is showing the creative process of that poem. Now, I had thought that I had finished the poem, and that night, however, the poem began again in a different kind of way. Uh, the poem had been talking about ideas and not an abstractness, but about ideas of deity and God. And, uh, and then it became very practical that what was added was like really hands-on kind of stuff. And that happened twice. 
And I had to delete two portions of the poem that, you know, my muse gave me indication I needed to delete it. So to put that into the dream, the two pieces of paper that I had in the factory that I threw away were the portions of the poem that I deleted. And going to the factory and leaving my post represented that practical hands-on part of the poem. Right? I, I went to go to a factory, and I did that twice. The, so I didn't have the uniform on. The shirt, a shirt in a dream is significant to your job, your occupation. It's a symbol for the work that you're doing. And, you know, uh, the, the shirt that you put on. And so I had a very casual shirt in both instances because the dream became very, or the poem became casual. Now, who did Mr. Hendricks represent? Well, that was the editor of the poem, or the poem itself, you might say, speaking, right? And it just wanted me to get back to the post. And of course, I end the poem after I had the dream. The muse ends the poem, and I return to the original, more idealistic part of the poem, talking about God. And so I had returned to my post, you see. And so the dream was showing this creative process. And I just think it's really fascinating the way that it did that. And, you know, the different parts of the poem, the practical part of the poem, the more idealistic part of the poem, the way that that was representative, especially having the general manager that was the general manager of the poem, or you may even call it the poem itself, right? And just there, you know, to make sure that I came back to the original import of the poem. Anyway, uh, anybody have anything to say about that? No, you explained it pretty... Well, yeah, well, what I'm trying to... Well, the reason I'm showing the dream is to show our creative process is very important, especially if it's inner creative process. And so our dreams are going to be showing, displaying that process because it's important. And these are important events in our lives. Writing a poem, for example, writing a song. Uh, Mattoon has shared the same kind of thing happening when he was writing a song. The song, the song itself came to him in a dream and was guiding him in the writing of the song or the making of it. Remember that one? Yeah. All right, folks, uh, we'll uh, talk at you next week. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.